This is episode 77 with Tahila McGinnis. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I am your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer, forever athlete, and personal performance coach. Today, I sit down with T, who is a professional surfer in the World Surf League, as well as a model, celebrity fitness trainer, and all-around great human being. Her energy is contagious, and she shares that not only on today's episode, but with the rest of the world with her company, Ohana Surf and Fitness, which specializes in surf and fitness retreats, a must-see when the world allows it again. So without further ado, please welcome on T. Tahila, T, thank you for joining us on the Athletic Mindset Podcast. I'm excited to dive into your journey here. I've never had the chance to really sit down with a surfer before on this show, so I'm excited to share a different perspective, a different sport. We both have a shared affinity and love for all things water, so I'm sure there's going to be some similarities here, but how are we feeling today? Feeling good, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be a part of this wonderful podcast after listening to a few before. So thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm even more honored that you're taking the time to listen <laughs> to some other episodes. How did you get started in surfing? Why surfing of all things? You didn't grow up in a beach town, did you? We actually, funnily enough, so South Africa, we only left South Africa when I was 21. But when we were younger, okay. we moved around. Basically, my mom said to us, she has a bit of a backpack story. She said to us when we were younger, we can basically stay in one town, grow up and go to the same school, et cetera, et cetera, and just, you know, stay put or we can have an adventure. So obviously being kids, we were like, well, heck yes, we want to have an adventure. <laughs> so we basically moved around loads. And then being a parent, I guess my mom, she always wanted us to kind of be in the places and locations that obviously we thrive in. So when we moved to a coastal town, she's when she was younger, she always lived near the sea. So when we moved back to the sea, as you could say, we started doing a lot of lifesaving and nippers and things like that. And then just seeing people, obviously we love being in the sea. So I think it was a natural progression going from nippers life-saving and then seeing all the like the older guys and girls surfing body boy and I was like wow they look so cool and then obviously I said to my mom I'd love to start so I got a surfboard <laughs> for my birthday and I think I was about tw- uh, 12 yeah I was about 12 yeah nice what was that experience like as you were learning because it's not an easy skill so to speak like I thought given my swim background I could pick it up pretty easily and it, there was no. a learning curve <laughs> for me I- <laughs> For everyone, honestly, and I think at any level, you it's like it's one of these sports you can't perfect. So mm-hmm. you keep going back for more. And I guess with swimming as well, obviously, you get better and better, but you never, I guess, well, I don't know. I can't speak for swimming because I'm not an expert. But, yeah, it's one of those sports you never perfect. So the learning, I'd say the beginning stages – you go through a stage where obviously you're making a bit of progress. If you're managing to stand up, you're like, oh my gosh, if I, you know, I feel like I'm on top of the world kind of thing. And then you plateau a little bit with all sports and then you kind of have mm-hmm. these kind of massive highs, but also the lows are massive because being in nature, obviously, you know, the, the waves, the weather, you know, everything affects your abilities. So sometimes you'll have a day where you feel like you've surfed your very best. And then other days you just feel like you've absolutely hacked it. So beginning in surfing, I think that, for me and advice giving advice to anyone is that you got to enjoy looking silly. You've got to enjoy making mistakes because genuinely when I look back at my beginning stages of surfing, they're probably the best like Mm. out of my whole career. It's weird, but those memories of being so vulnerable, you know, it it makes you think, wow, I've I've started here and look where I am now kind of thing, you know? No, I love that. And I think there's so much to unpack there, but really what I'm hearing is dealing with the uncontrollables, the stuff that, 
is literally beyond you. You can't yeah. control whether or not there are going to be waves that day or they're going to be just little swells. Exactly. How did you, do you think that has helped you with what you do now in life, being a I trainer and business owner and all the things? A hundred percent. No, you know, you've absolutely put, you've nailed, you know, nailed it on, on that one. I think it is, it teaches you patience and it teaches you that every, you know, no two days are the same ever in surfing. So, you know, mm. you might have similar days, but exactly with life, I think it teaches you resilience and that, that attitude where, right, whatever comes at me, you know, I'm actually going to kind of, you know, my reaction is going to be different every single day. And, and I think, you know, in, in terms of growth, it's been really, it's been amazing to, to see how that's shaped me, as you say, in business life, whatever it is. Yeah. There's a definite connection with that. Yeah. No, I love it. One of my former roommates from college was a big surfer. And I always remember amazing. he would like drop everything and drive wherever, whenever <laughs> there was like big waves on the East Coast, which is very often. What do you do when the big waves aren't there and what you're like programmed to do isn't available to you because that's just the way life works? How did you learn how to navigate that? Or are you still learning to navigate that now? Still learning every day. This is it. I mean, you get days where the conditions are perfect and, you know, a couple of feet, super fun. The wind, you know, the wind direction is perfect. Everything's perfect. And so it's easy for you to, I guess, it's like art, you know, apply mm -hmm. your, your, your style, your whatever you're doing to what you're given. But then on days where it's, you know, onshore or, or super small or even pretty big and challenging, then you adapt and it definitely, it definitely teaches you, yeah, um, things about yourself, like I said, on a daily basis. So you have to adapt and kind of, as you said, like with your friend, it's such a funny thing. You know, you see people, it is amazing how people kind of change their lifestyles just to either surf or be near the sea or have one session mm -hmm. a week or whatever it is, depending, you know, regardless of what the conditions are going to be like. So it's, it's kind of like we, you're addicted because you're learning so much from the sport, if that makes sense. It's kind of like we need it, you know? Yeah. And I think, would would it be fair to say that no two sessions are the same? hundred percent. I can I, genuinely, I've had, you know, days when we've had like a week where the conditions have been similar, but also, I mean, my level, one day I'd have more energy and one day I feel like my performance was better. But even as you say, with the waves, it's definitely, yeah, you never, ever, ever get a session that's the same. And that's what's so cool about it and, and keeps, yeah, it keeps me coming back personally. Yeah, no, I can definitely see it. And I love how you've shifted it to this, like, instead of this, mm, I'm, I can't get into this because it's not going to be the same. I want routine, routine, routine. You found joy in just the process of everything being different, everything being new on a daily basis. I think that served you really well to this point. Totally. Thank you. No, actually hearing you say that, you, you kind of, it's like I've taken something from that. It's so true. You don't, it's easy to sit down and say these things, but actually sometimes I've got to hear like things, you know, things you've just said to actually realize how, you know, it's so important on a, on a much deeper level than we think. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I want to talk about your transition. I mean, not that you've transitioned out of <laughs> surfing per se, you still do it. And what's what I think is really cool about that activity and sport in general is it's, it's a lifelong thing, It is. but you've evolved into this multi-dimensional, amazing businesswoman with all the things that you're doing with training, Ohana sports, fitness. How did that transition transpire and what really motivated you to get into that space once surfing wasn't going to be the only thing in your life? 
Got you. Thank you, firstly, for your kind words and likewise. (laughs) But I think it was, and you might, you know, you might think like, actually, that's exactly the same with me. When you realize and when you are part of, you know, a sport from a young age, you kind of, I think the things you experience and the opportunities you have from those sports, they really make you think like, how would my life be without this? And you appreciate so many experiences in in terms of growth as, you know, personality, obviously not just physical strength and mental strength, but on so many different aspects. So as I got older and I think it was, I don't know how many, maybe 10 years ago, let's say, or even a bit, a bit more, the thought of, of seeing other people, you know, whether it was a, a contest or whatever it was and thinking like, okay, wow, we're all on the same level. We have to compete. We have for a certain goal or reason. And then you'd, you know, you'd go out and just next to the contest site, there were people who were, who were trying to surf, let's say, you know, and you'd see them kind of catching wave after wave after wave. And it was so weird, you know, to think, right, I'm here doing this. This person is a couple of meters on the beach doing that. And how, you know, it would make, make me feel really grateful for, for where, you know, what surfing had done for me, basically. And it was then I kind of realized, wow, I need to share this with people. And even from taking it back to when I used to compete in long distance running, that was even if, you know, I started that before surfing. So I was about eight years old. So that was, had kind of, I guess, given me a really good base level in terms of mental strength, et cetera, that took me through to, you know, my surfing career. But I think the base of that and the core of that was helping people to realize their potential through sports and through movement and how important it is for confidence and and just again not just with sports but how that transpires into different areas of their lives whether it's work or with their you know relationships friendships family whatever it is so that was kind of my motivation I think it was a bit of an easy you know I say in life things happen when they're meant to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you can plan so far and life will be like, no, this is happening today or this is not happening today kind of thing. And it just, there was a period of my life where, where I could feel, all right, something's shifting and I'm there are opportunities for me to actually pursue this as a business, as a career as well along my surfing. I think it was just a natural progression again, going from the competing side into the coaching side. And the more I... I think the more I just embraced that and, and didn't think, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm not going to be doing what I've done for so many years. And, you know, the fear of that, but actually thinking of the opportunities that, that you know, have or there and they were, you know, they were waiting for me kind of kind of thing. That was exciting. So that's what really, I think, gave me the confidence, obviously, along with my mom's words <laughs> to, to get out there and, and go for it. Definitely. I'll say behind every successful person, I think, is an encouraging mother uh, in our ear, reaffirming (laughs) all of the things that we need to be hearing. So that is fantastic that she played a pivotal role for you. I'm hearing too a lot. You keep mentioning confidence, Mm. and I know I know the feeling of catching that first wave and what that Mm. does to your confidence personally. But I think what's so cool and unique about what you strive to do now is you're, you know, that feeling so, so well, it's, mm-hmm. it's like second nature to you. And now you want to help share that feeling with other people. And I That's think it. that is, is huge. That was what, you know, inspired me to become a swim coach for eight plus years was no. I wanted to, I knew what swimming provided me. Yeah. And I wanted to do the same thing to that next generation. This is and it. I could do that. I, I did my job. It didn't matter if we won all the meets. It didn't matter if the kids became the fastest in the area, in the country, 
I don't, I didn't care about that. I just wanted them to feel like a part of something. And I think that's kind of what you're doing with your work now too, correct? A hundred percent. As you say, it's not the result. It's it's what you learn in the, the journey. It sounds quite cheesy as the journey, not the destination kind yeah. of thing. But it's true though. It is genuinely because the journey is always way longer than that end result. And that's what means, you know, that's what's really going to kind of put you ahead of the game in terms of confidence, mental strength, et cetera. So I'm with you a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about the journey, I've found – Really, the the key difference in the successful people and the high performers, they're able to actually detach from those outcomes. They're able mm-hmm. to detach from the need from a certain result, and they just focus so much on their output on a daily basis. And that's kind of, I'm sure, what you've found in the fitness training space. You're going to make your clients successful if you are like, hey, I'm not going to tell you what you're going to do at the very end, but if we focus on this exercise mm-hmm. right now, then you'll be able to get there. Is that kind this of your training style? And Totally. It's more, that's actually, you've kind of, I'm learning a lot from you today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you're, making, you're making me think of myself like, you know, as looking from the outside. It's, it's actually amazing. That's exactly what it is. I think every if I look back, every client I've had, whether it's personal training, whether it's been surf coaching, whether it's been, you know, with public speaking or whatever it is, it is exactly that. You're kind of in the moment right there and then. And you don't think, yes, everyone has an end goal and and, and what they want to achieve. But that is exactly it. And I think that's probably such an important lesson for all of us is, is to think of just the here and now. And, mm-hmm. and again, making those small steps every single day, which will, of course, you know, putting the brick on top of brick on top of brick until you have your, your, your house, you know, I think that's exactly it. I love it. Do you have any practices personally that you put into place to help center you back to this present moment? Cause that's something, honestly, I, I talk on it a lot, but I struggle with it too. And I think Same. we all do because there's so many distractions out there. A hundred percent. I feel like that's changing for me every day. I feel like it, you have an intention and, you know, whether it's, of course, you're writing your lists to separate your work and then when you're going to, you know, you're going to switch off and do this and that. But I'm exactly the same as you, whether it's, you know, yoga or sometimes it's obviously the, out, the, the outlet of training or, but sometimes to be honest, not every, the same thing doesn't work for everyone. And on certain days, you know, if, if I think about training, it doesn't, I know it sounds silly because I really should be the person who's always motivated. It doesn't motivate me every single day. I have moments where I'm like, oh gosh, I actually just feel like switching off and sitting here and lying with my eyes closed and meditating for 20 minutes, you know? So it's, it's finding what works for you in a certain headspace, I think. Yeah, no. And I love that. I think as I've matured and grown older, I've realized that it's okay to take that time as well. Like, you know, we don't need to force it all the time. And I think honestly, surfing lends the perfect example to it. Anything water-based helps me recenter to it because I'm like, I've had swimming performances where I've been trying to fight the water and I don't go anywhere, but my effort is phenomenal, Mm. but I'm not going anywhere. I'm not catching any single, any water and moving myself forward. It's the same thing in surfing. Like you can't fight the wave. Like you have to just get on there and let it ride and let it do its course. I think that's kind of what I'm hearing you say is like, you're learning to listen to your, what your body actually needs more and switching Mm -hmm. from, I need to always be on. I need to always be motivated and be this inspirational figure. And it's okay if we're not that all the time. 
That's exactly you again. Hit the nail on the head. <laughs> That's exactly it. And sometimes you do feel. Obviously, you put things out on social media, and sometimes you know you'll post something that's that's kind of supposed to be motivational. And five minutes later, you think, oh, I'm feeling a bit deflated, and maybe you've got you know bad news or whatever it is. So I think this is exactly it. being okay with that. And for so many people, I think the pressure is so much higher now because of everything we see online is always so positive. Mm. So I think it is. It's actually, and especially for yourself as well, being in a position where you're a trainer and, you know, people look up to you and, you know, you do amazing things for people and you think, gosh, I have to be at the top of my game 24 seven. And it's, it's, I don't want to say it's not, a, it's definitely not impossible because that's a negative thing to say, but it is, we don't have to do it all the time. Yeah. And what I found really in my own experience, maybe you can elaborate on this in your story, but when I do take that space and I do listen to mm. my body and like, okay, I'm not going to train like as intense as I thought I would today. Mm-hmm. I'm able to show up so much more intentional and I don't know, the focus is there the next time I go out to train and my performance is actually way better the next time that I go out because I, I listen to my body 100%. and that's really what I think it's really all about. How are you, learning to listen to what your mind is telling you and what your body's telling you you need in the moment. I think putting the feeling of guilt aside, number one, mm. because when you're struggling between your head and your heart with everything, again, this is so, you know, such a, it's so diverse, but I think that's exactly it. Thinking, okay, what, again, what my mom always says to me when I get flustered with work, she says, what is the simplest thing that you have to do now? The easiest thing that's going to make the most difference. And when you start with that, everything else kind of, you know, fits into place. But I'm exactly the same as you. Actually, I don't know if it is as you get older. I don't want to sound, <laughs> sound silly, but I think it is sometimes you just – you learn so much about yourself that you are so comfortable in your headspace and, and where you are emotionally and everything kind of comes together more where, as you say, you think, you know what, I'm not feeling it today. I'm going to do something a bit, you know, lighter, lighter workout. And then, as you say, mm. show up 100% for the next one. So – I think it's just being aware of, of, of your own feelings, which a lot of people, I don't think we are. And I feel like we feel that if we're focusing on that, we're weak or we, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We're not totally on, you know, on the top of our game, which is, it's not real, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it really does start with awareness. I say it to people all the time. Mm. It's like, if you have the awareness, that's the first step. Like you have to understand that you are in a place to either make a change. I mean, we're recording this in the first or second week of January of the new year. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's trying to make a change right now. True. They have cultivated an awareness around some part of their life that they're not happy with, mm. quote unquote. Yeah. How have you learned to trust your intuition a little bit more and to cultivate your own awareness around these things? Because I keep hearing you say like, oh, we're mm-hmm. going to, I tune into my heart voice a little bit more versus what my head's telling me. How have you learned to navigate that? I would say, I don't want to say this. There's no such thing. Well, let me stop. Let me restart that (laughs) mistakes. And I would say learning from past experiences. Mm. So in that moment, I can draw on things and think, Hey, do you know what? The last time I felt like this was the last time I was in a similar situation. This is what happened. And this was the outcome. So I definitely think the more you, are put in that position and that situation you're under pressure like that and you've got to and you have to make decisions you know to do with all of these sorts of things we're talking about 
you it's like with training you know physical training you're training that part of your mind your heart whatever you want to call it and i think that leads you to kind of narrows down the path where you actually become so in tune with yourself that you think you know you'll make a decision and you'll as you said you'll you'll kind of you know you'll stop feeling guilty about things and you'll start to listen to yourself more and it's almost like you you've become one with yourself because mm. we all that's all you know we it's kind of like the journey for all of us but we don't i don't think we really realize what that actually means so probably i would say in this instance from from previous um experiences and 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 not being afraid to put myself in that situation again to grow more and learn more about myself i love it it's growth <laughs> mindset at its core right there totally. uh, like always adapting <laughs> there's always going to be another thing how can we tackle that i've found journaling has been a huge practice that i've introduced over the years and it's so cool to just again bring awareness because i'm putting my thoughts on the paper but mm-hmm. I, I love like it was so cool being able to look back and find old journals as i'm packing up things here and just kind of thumb through them and be like wow i can't believe i, I was upset about this right that, like oh my goodness like that would be nothing right now so it's wow I think that's what I'm hearing with you too. It's like you are Mm -hmm. building on those past experiences. And the biggest thing I found and what I'm hearing from you is just none of it is permanent that you're facing. Even though in the moment we face some things like right now, we are all facing something as a world that is this big unknown with Mm -hmm. Corona, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it. And it's not permanent though. Like it will go away. It's lasted way longer than I think any of us expected, (laughs) but it's still not a permanent thing. Like it will, Mm. it will shift away and we'll have new problems to deal with in the future. We've had new problems to deal with throughout the inception of this to now Mm. to this point. Yeah, absolutely right. No, this is exactly it. And I think again, going back or just touching a little bit on the whole social media side as well is that everything is kind of instant this or instant that, whereas now mm. we're in the unknown and we don't really know how to handle that because, as you said, it we had the first, I don't know how it was for you guys, but, you know, we had the first lockdown. I was like, okay, three months, six months, and then it just went on and on and we had a break. Things were good and now we're back. So it is it is really scary, I, I think, for people. But, as you you know, as you said, taking from that, and I think journaling, I actually really want to get into it now <laughs> because you do when I, when you I've still got old um, diaries from when I was well really really young and you mm. do when you look at that I know it's it's very different to probably what I journal about now but you do <laughs> look at it and you think oh my gosh you know this was so sweet or this was so lovely or the things you appreciated then which now we probably take for granted so I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna draw on that I'm gonna start doing that again thank you you're gonna steal that one go <laughs> for it go for it I encourage <laughs> you and I encourage everyone listening in to to write more and just be more definitely in tune with their own intuition and in tune with this present moment because mm. I mean ultimately that's what I found to really help me navigate the situation it's the true. unknown and all this stuff every time that I find myself thinking into the future it always bites me. It always yeah. comes back to bite yeah. me. And I'm like, it's just a reminder every single time. Like I can only control this. I can only control this yeah. conversation right now at this mm-hmm. moment in time. I can't control how it does performance wise after the fact. Totally. You know what I mean? 
Totally. No, I agree. And that's actually such a good when you when you, you know, just touching on that when you said about thinking of the the future. I live a lot, I think, and probably the same for you because you're thinking what I have to do in five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, at three o'clock I was thinking, Okay, I've got my you know, I've got this podcast with you and so I was already planning. Obviously to we have to do that to a certain extent, yeah. but with my thoughts I think I need to that's something also I have to probably switch off and and I guess Actually, no, definitely <laughs> journaling, I think, will help to actually curb that because, as you say, you're forced to be in the present moment, which yeah, we need uh, to be. That's the secret, I think, to just any high performer, any performance, mm. increasing your performance is your ability to just be here and right. not out there, not forward 100%. thinking. And I, it really, I think, starts with how you start your day. I, let's touch on your, oh, your routines. How do, <laughs> how do you start your day? Is it through a certain practice, meditation, morning routine? What does that look like for you? Depending on where I am, I'm going to take it to the Canary Islands because that's okay. generally my preferred way of starting the day. <laughs> or if it's somewhere here in Cornwall, but generally it will. I like to wake up early. I, mm. I, I, again, I'm not amazing at it. I have days where I really just hit snooze, but also watching your Instagram stories, powering through that is really good. <laughs> Going for that run. So I would say an early start is, yeah, is really is pivotal to, to how you start the day. Not going on social media first thing in the day. Again, I say that, but sometimes messages will come through and it's to do with work or whatever it is. So I try and limit that. And the first thing I focus on is gratitude. Some people write it down. I, for me, I like to speak it out. I like to, you know, say my prayers in the morning and just have five, 10 minutes, just focus, have a coffee before the craziness of the world opens up. So usually I'll try and go for a surf early, come back, do some yoga and then, and then start with work. But it isn't, you know, that's in a perfect day. Sometimes, you know, I'll wake up to loads of different calls and then you're forced to jump into the day without actually setting your intention or just taking five, 10 minutes just to wake up. Mm -hmm. And I do notice the difference in my days where I'm pushed into, you know, a certain circumstance you have to deal with. I feel so flustered and I feel like my headspace is completely, you know, everywhere. And again, some people listening to this, you know, people with kids and running loads of businesses, they're probably going to think, well, that's a daily, you know, that's my daily. And definitely, I would say you do adapt to that again, you know, going back to adaptation and things. So it's not like my whole day is ruined when these things happen. But the difference between starting off slow and just taking a few minutes away from technology, social media, etc., and being out of nature or doing 20 minutes or half an hour of yoga, it's I'm a completely different person. Totally. Yeah, How about yeah. you? It's it's no different, I think, than a training session. Like <laughs> if we just threw people into their first training session with either of us and mm. we're like, all right, we're gonna deadlift three fifteen right off the yeah. bat. They'd be like, <laughs> Whoa, I'm not ready for it. Maybe yeah. they'll be able to do it, but you know, the odds of them performing at their best have kind of Probably. diminished a little yeah. bit. Increase of likelihood of injury. Hmm. most likely (laughs) but if you go through a proper warm-up if you wake up the body through those practices that you just mentioned i Mm. love the fact that you speak the gratitude into existence and Mm. speak your prayers and all that because yeah as, as great as writing things are i think really when we speak to things and we put that out there yeah into a space into the world totally feel that internally and we can just internalize that and it makes it just so much easier to go through the day with intention 
yours, I mean, I would love to surf and do yoga and start off with a fresh fruit <laughs> cup of coffee. That sounds so ideal. And you know, who knows? Maybe that will be a new practice. Exactly. I'll, be careful. Manifest that. Speak that onto the universe. Do it. <laughs> by, by the time this is released, I will be one block from the beach. So <laughs> Amazing. It, oh, it might happen. It might happen. I need to buy a board first. But yeah, Done. for for me personally, I guess my routines are, again, early wake up. Mm. I love how you hit it too. <laughs> I try not to do the social. I try not to do the phone first thing. Mm. And I notice a huge change in my energy when I give into it. Totally. And it's so hard because for so long, like it was right next to my bed and it yeah. was the first thing that I picked up and it was my alarm. I found putting it on the other side of the room, making something else my alarm. It forces me not to hit snooze, forces yeah. me to get up and yep. start being proactive with my day. And then it looks different. I went through definitely a three-month period where it was the 5 a.m. run every wow. single every single day, Monday through Friday. And then I kind of fell off of that, not because I fell out of love with running. I just found mm. like I was too automated in that routine. It became yeah. too easy in a sense. Which people listening in are probably like, you're a freaking psycho. Five AM <laughs> runs became easy. They do. And I, I found that they weren't continually pushing me. So now mm. it's still waking up early, but maybe I'm I'm writing a page a day in my journal. I'm mm. getting into a slower start of my day, cup of coffee or mm. sipping a drinking a glass of water before I get into the coffee. True. Little things like that. And again, trying to stay almost disconnected from the digital world as long as possible, because I know as soon as I dive into it for work for the day, it's a never ending thing. So Mm -hmm. I have to be really, really intentional with how I spend my time. And I think that starts with how I spend my time right from the get go, being super intentional with it. So that's kind of my practices that I found have That's brilliant. Me. No, no, but that is that is so true. It's like you open that door and it seems so silly, you know, like a phone or whatever it is. I mean, I'm so grateful for technology in the way we yeah. can communicate and family all over the world, et cetera. But that's so true. When you open that door, it's like, okay, let's, let's, let's go for it. <laughs> It'll be emails and calls and WhatsApps and everything. And, and time goes so fast when, when you get sucked into the, into that, into that screen, it just, it eats your, your time away. It's, it's mental. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. And that's been my big focus for this year is just being super yeah. intentional with my time on those platforms because I'm noticing the behaviors of the people that are these mega influencers, yeah. whether they're on Instagram, TikTok, mm. it doesn't matter. They're super intentional with their time. And it's like, how how do they have 30 million followers, but they're they're so intentional with their time that they actually don't spend their free time on the right. apps? I'm like, right. oh, I need to, those are the things that I'm trying to adapt more of personally. And it's mm-hmm. just shifting how I'm consuming versus constructing and using this is it. You know, that as a platform to build things up rather than just throw my time away. This is it. No, I'm with you on that 100%. It's definitely, yeah, it's the same for me. 100% the same. Yeah. I love it. I love it. A few other questions here for you. Go for it. How would you best define your mindset in this moment? Ooh. Probably the most 
I know this is such a contradiction to what I said at the beginning of this chat so that I'm not that motivated, but I would say probably the most motivated and driven. And there's a word which I can't think of it. I'm going to use a different word, but that's just going to sound weird. So I'm not going to say that, but I would say really, really focused and maybe a little bit too focused to the point where, as we just spoke about, I need to actually separate what I'm focusing on and what I'm driven with, you know, it's all of course to do with work and projects and, and things that I'm really passionate about. But I, I do need to separate that time when it comes to actually switching off and, and doing things for me, which is difficult because you think, okay, well, I'm working on all these amazing projects and business plans, et cetera, which is, you know, they are for me and they make me happy, but it's work at the end of the day. Yeah. So definitely driven i would say the the most driven i've probably felt in a very long time so that's exciting but also i need to not get so far ahead of myself i need to just be well you know breathe and be present i love it you mentioned the work <laughs> projects what's your what's the one you're working on right now that kind of you can share with us that lights you up the most you get the most excited okay about? i like that that's that's yeah that's a good way to put it so we're working on of course with ohana it's all about giving back helping people you know as i said to realize their full potential through you know with what we do coming mm. out to the canary islands spending time with us or whether they're here in the uk and cornwall but the canary Islands is such a special place the island because it's the freedom you feel there is just it's just open open space open land it's just well it's, it's really magical so what we're working on is a of course in line with our surf and holiday retreats but something further that actually takes people to the next level and the activities which we are going to be offering are things like underwater training and loads of different exercises well not even really exercise activities that they've never ever done before and that are completely out of the comfort zones but I've gone through when I was back there in November we did a lot of of, of testing of this program and even for myself, having been in this industry for so long in terms of competing, training, and, for, you know, you all know how it is. It becomes routine and you feel like, okay, yeah, I can handle this. I can do this form of training. And doing some of these forms of, you know, whether it was like underwater rock um, rock running and things like that, I was actually put out of my comfort zone a little bit for a little while in a good way. And that kind of, that was, I think, the, the the sticking point of when I thought, right, this is something I want to share with people. And it's not just the activities, but the locations of these activities. So, for example, doing underwater breath holding or training. And I'm not talking about at a crazy, you know, hectic high level um, athlete level, but even just being underwater, some of these locations we went to, oh, my gosh. I mean, it just it's a whole nother world being under there, time stands still. And although it was quite physical in a sense, I was so recharged and so like I felt so rejuvenated after these activities. So in a nutshell, <laughs> I've gone off on a bit of a tangent, but in a nutshell, um, these are going to be packages that we're going to be offering for people to come over and just fully immerse themselves in outdoor nature and activities that are just going to inspire them. And, and a lot of the time, most of the time, I find that clients – or rather family, I like to call them, that join Ohana, they all have a story which is so amazing. And when you hear people's story, you hear why they've come to the island, why they've come on a surfing holiday or they've taken mm. a sabbatical or whatever it is. It usually has to do with something they've either like, you know, kind of a trauma that they've experienced in their life or some huge event they've gone through. And they've kind of just come to do something for them. It's not all the time. A lot of, you know, sometimes it's like, right, I wanted a holiday. I'm coming out for a week. But majority of people, I just f find it so special that 
I get to spend this time with them in such a pivotal time in their life when they're going through something big and you find they leave the island and they have a complete life change. Either they pack up and they move back <laughs> or they, they pack up and they, and they move somewhere, you know, somewhere else across the globe. And mm. so that's kind of what we're working on and just helping people to actually just, you know, strip away all the layers of the things we don't need and, and, and find out what they actually really want. And if they're to, you know, dial back 10, 20, 30 years, like if all, you know, years they have to dial back. And if that kind of inner child was to say to them, this is what I want to do or be when I grow up, that it's not too late to do that. As, you know, cheesy as it might sound, it's, it's yeah. really just thinking you have one life to live. Why not make it epic, you know, in every, in every possible way. So that's quite a long winded way <laughs> of explaining one of the things we're working on. Yeah. I love it. And I loved each and every word that you chose to <laughs> describe that because I think the work you're doing there is really, truly special because you've curated an experience to help people truly find themselves. And it starts almost with getting lost in the experience of an underwater training, surfing, whatever it may be. I truly think back to my swimming career and I, that's what I love the most about it because I was so in tuned with my time in the water that I couldn't think about the exams mm. that I had, the problems I had with friends or relationships, whatever it may mm. be at that time, family, like that all hit pause, time stood still. And I could just listen to what I actually wanted and focus on bettering myself. And that's very similar to the experience I think yeah. you're getting at there with those retreats. As soon as the world opens back up, I will most definitely Good. love to attend one of them. You I can have, give us some coaching. <laughs> let's do it. It will be mutual. I need to learn a lot about surfing. Perfect. Don't you Perfect. worry. Perfect. <laughs> I have the fast five questions here to finish <sighs> off. Okay. Five questions, one word or one sentence. Okay. Two answers here. The first okay. one I got for you. Favorite book in the past year? Oh, The Alchemist. Mm, good one. Sure. Good one. Mm. I read it for the first time last year, actually. Really? Yeah. How, life-changing, right? One word, I, life-changing. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Quote you live by. The first that comes to my head, sorry, it's not one sentence. Impossible is nothing. Nothing is impossible. Love that. One thing you can't live without. I want to say coffee, but it's actually family. <laughs> Your family will be so much more grateful right. for that answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, earlier about focus. What is your one word focus at this point in time with where you're at? Happiness. Love that. Mm. Let's circle back. Podcast. You had time to think. Oh, God. Question number one. Do you know what? This is actually so bad now. I'm so unprofessional. There is a podcast that I listen to, and for the life of me, I do not remember the name. It was introduced to me by my brother, and it's one of oh, – I might have to come back. If you, I might have to come back to you on this. For our next pod, for our next podcast, I was about to say, I, you're, you're just leaving the door open for another episode. I love it. Perfect. There you go. So for everyone who's listening, <laughs> so that oh, great one, great one. To, to be to be continued. To be continued. <laughs> I love it. See, I appreciate you. I I love your energy, just your Thank style you. and how you show up in this world. And the things you're doing mm-hmm. are absolutely incredible. So I just want to acknowledge you for taking the time because I know you are a busy busy woman. Where can those listening in? find you keep up with you if they want to find more of what you do professionally where can that all be 
probably the easiest speaking of social media will be on my social media channel which is t surfit and from there you'll be able to find uh, ohana ohana woman on waves i would probably say that's the the easiest it's like your little life cv isn't it so i've got all you know upcoming events and everything that go on there and things that are happening so yeah instagram definitely <laughs> love it i can't wait for the world to open up and uh Aww. these retreats to actually happen Same. so hopefully the next one we're recording is with the canary islands behind Aww. us and that's fresh the orange juice with an umbrella on the side perfect, Sounds perfect. <laughs> awesome thank you for your time likewise you've you've given out so many amazing compliments but you know i'm not alone in saying you're you're an amazing human and you're such an asset to everyone who know you so love seeing what you're doing your energy that you bring i know it's online but you know i'm looking at you right now and you're full of energy so thank you so much blessed really blessed thank you that is the best compliment i've received end of the show so t thank you <laughs> you're so welcome I hope you all enjoyed that episode with T. The more I speak with her, the more parallels I see between the surfing world and just life in general. There's so much to be said about keeping your composure when it feels like the waves are never ending. Something that I think T has learned to deal with this past year with her business and sport being impacted and something we can all learn as we continue onwards despite the circumstances that surround us. Thank you all for taking the time to listen. I encourage you to share this episode with a friend, a family member, or a teammate who could help surf the wave of life with you. Remember, if you can change your mindset, you can change your life one thought at a time. I'll see you all next week.